Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Let's talk about what lessons about. Let's hang out. And let's listen to two lesbians shout. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Hey guys, welcome back to Let's Hang Out. I'm Ellie Brigida. And I'm Lee Holmes Foster. And welcome to our ninth installment of Shoulda Been Gay. And this week's installment of Shoulda Been Gay is for one of my favorite movies pretty much ever. I have watched this on repeat, can quote all of the lines. <laughs> it is a gender-bending beauty. It's a classic. A new classic. How old is it? Oh god, 2006. It's it's not as new as we think oh it is. Oh my god, I'm so, I'm getting so old. I know, right? Lee, help me. It's okay. Okay, so it is a classic, actually. <laughs> An aged, aged film. <laughs> yeah. We've been doing a lot of sports lesbian films, and uh, this one's no different. So this week's episode of Should Have Been Gay is for She's the Man. Oh, it was fun, it was great, but it should have been a little more gay. She's the Man, 2006. Wow. Uh, A synopsis for She's the Man, if you haven't seen it. Please, A, watch it. I love this movie. It's so good. I feel like this is one that we could discuss for so long. There's so much you could say about this movie. Mm. But a quick synopsis is when her brother decides to ditch for a couple weeks, Viola heads over to his elite boarding school disguised as him and proceeds to fall for one of his soccer teammates and soon learns she's not the only one with romantic troubles. Mm. My synopsis for the film... (laughs) (laughs) If it were to be gay, is um, when her brother decides to ditch for a couple weeks, Viola heads to the elite boarding school, dressed up as a man, and falls in love with the beautiful Olivia. Ooh, Olivia. Mm. I think another easy synopsis is Shakespeare's Twelfth Night, set in modern times uh, with a little extra gender-bendy gay flair. Gay flair everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I would like to argue that this movie already is pretty gay. It's kind of gay. I mean... Like, or at least queer. Yes. It certainly toes right up to that line of queer. I mean, I think arguments could be made whether whether it crosses over or not, because there's a lot going on in this movie. There is so much going on. So for those of you who have not seen the film, which, please, watch it. <laughs> Amanda Bynes stars in this movie. Oh, I love Amanda Bynes. I love so. her. Channing Tatum plays yes. her male love interest. And Laura Ramsey plays who we deem her female love interest, Olivia. Yes. And Amanda Bynes goes back and forth between being Viola and being Sebastian, which is her twin brother. And I don't know which version of Amanda Bynes I like better because yeah. Viola's pretty freaking awesome. Viola as Viola or yes, Viola as Sebastian. Vi- I mean, Viola as everyone, honestly. Yeah. I love her. So the movie kind of sets up, there's this pseudo love triangle 
right, where Viola, the girl, mm-hmm. falls in love with Duke Orsino, who is Channing Tatum's character, who is mm-hmm. the soccer star at her brother's high school that she is sneaking into as her brother. Hottie with a body. Yes. At the same time, Olivia is falling in love with Viola as Sebastian. So there's sort of this interesting love triangle that they're setting up between Viola, Duke, and Olivia. And it's this very like, gender-bendy love triangle that oh, yeah. they don't they don't really deal with the fact that there's, you know, some interesting things going on in that setup. Oh yeah, and the lines are super blurred. I think I said this to you before we started the episode, but I I just love <laughs> I will say this a million times. Friendship is lesbian foreplay. And this <laughs> and this film blurs the lines of friendship. Duke has some sort of gay feelings towards Sebastian. Yeah. That when he thinks they're gay, he's like, oh, God. And then when he realizes that he was really in love with a girl dressed as a boy, he's like, oh, cool. It's fine. Right. But like, yeah, dude, there's... you were in love with a man. There's definitely something there, and I think there's something that he's responding to, right? When he, when Viola spends time with Duke as Sebastian, mm-hmm. and there's something about her as Sebastian that's still a little, you know, more stereotypically feminine. She's a little more emotionally open. The conversations that she tries to get Duke to have, I think, are not... You know, not his typical heteronormative conversations. Dude bro, yeah, yes. conversations. And you can see that meaning something to him, right? Like you see him responding to that. Because, well, I feel like this episode is going to get pretty deep, but <laughs> there's a lot here. Because I really think that we as people don't like to be put into the boxes of masculine and feminine. Right. And Within a gay relationship, you don't feel the need to be put into those boxes as much. And so I think Duke is like, it's so nice to not be in that box. Yeah, the freedom of it. That The freedom of it. And in turn, he then becomes more soft and more sensitive yeah. and feels more open to be that person that he already is. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, this is so deep. But really, well, I think and- it's such a beautiful film because it shows that... What is really male and female? You know, what is really masculine? What is really feminine? And what I love about it is because we're saying that, you know, Duke is responding to something in, you know, Viola as Sebastian that's more stereotypically female. But what I I think is really interesting is the movie never kind of steps away from the fact that Viola very strongly rejects most stereotypically feminine things. Right? Yeah, even as Viola. Yeah, as Viola. Like, that's her whole thing with her mother is her mother wants her to be in dresses and in pink and going to etiquette classes and doing all this stuff. And Viola hates all of it, you know? So they kind of have this this thing set up where Viola doesn't feel like she's the stereotypical girl to begin with, Mm -hmm. right? And then somehow she finds her freedom... By dressing as a dude, Duke finds his freedom kind of falling in love with a dude. Olivia finds her freedom falling in love with a girl dressed as a dude. I mean, there's like <laughs> everywhere you look, it just. It's gay. You know, it's so it's, gay. <laughs> it's at least super queer in super a lot queer. of ways. All of their relationships are queer. Yeah. All of them blur the lines of gender and stereotypes. This movie is pretty much already queer. Yes. But for the sake of our lesbian podcast, <laughs> let's just push it <laughs> even more, right? Yeah. Because in the movie itself, Duke and Viola end up together. 
because because yes. it's that heteronormative ending that of it's course that heteronormative ending of and course they do and olivia ends up with sebastian who she's never actually really had a conversation with yeah she's never met ever real she sebastian de- yeah she decides that viola as sebastian equals sebastian and that just, right you know makes no sense exactly um, but cool great Either way, it's so ridiculous. In my ideal world, when the real Sebastian, will the real Sebastian please stand up? <laughs> when real Sebastian comes out of that cab and Olivia runs up to him, whispers his song lyrics in his and kisses him, and Duke thinks that it's Viola as Sebastian. In the lesbian version, it really is Viola as Sebastian, right? <laughs> yes. And oh Viola's like, okay. Yeah. Olivia is beautiful. Yeah. I, I was going to say, we all know I have a type, but do we? I don't know. Do we all know? <laughs> oh, I think we talked about this because I love Amy from faking it, but I have a thing for blondes. I can't help it. And there's Olivia. So that's all. And there's that's Olivia. It. Well, the other thing that I will say about that in terms of like people who ship Olivia and Viola together as as like their in-game mm-hmm. thing in this movie the other thing, because I'll forgive the movie Viola and Duke. I get it. You set up the whole thing. It's okay because she's really a girl. It's not gay. So you're going <laughs> to do that. We all know it. Yeah. But the thing that I hate, I actually hate Olivia ending up with Sebastian. And not only because she's never talked to him before, but also because they make Sebastian kind of lame. Right? Mm-hmm. And the whole thing is, like, you watch this progression in Olivia from being super into Duke and, you know, wanting Viola as Sebastian to, like, hook her up with him and all this stuff, and then slowly kind of realizing, like, she's more and more into Sebastian. Mm-hmm. And into maybe a more feminine energy as we talk into, about yes. the lines of gender being blurred. But... Exactly. is I'm like, there's no way that Olivia, as we have watched her progress through this movie is going to want to date actual Sebastian. Yeah. That's not working out. I mean, I give Olivia a year before she comes out at least as bi. Oh, at least. No, girl is pretty questioning. Yes. Yeah. I would absolutely argue, sure, Olivia and Viola makes a lot more sense than Olivia and Sebastian any day of the week, because that's just nonsense. Come on. No one sees that relationship working out. He's not going to make Olivia happy. He's just going to be a huge disappointment for her, and she's going to wish that she was dating his sister, and I'm just putting that out there. So when they make She's the Man 2, <laughs> I either want Olivia and Viola or just Olivia who has now come out and, you know. Ooh, Olivia and Eunice. Ooh, I love Eunice. I love Eunice. Sorry, I really just wanted to mention Eunice. I was like, how do I slip Eunice in here? How do I slip? <laughs> I can... I could do Olivia and Eunice. I could make it happen. Oh my god, you could make She's the Man too, and it's all about Eunice getting the braces off, and you can make, like, the stereotypical <gasps> 90s movie of, like, oh my god, she took her glasses off, and she's beautiful. And then Olivia makes a bet to make her into prom queen. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm just picturing, like, Olivia realizing that she has feelings for Eunice, and, like, that she loved her even with the braces all along. Like, she didn't care. You know? Come on. Yeah. I would pay to see that film. As cheesy and as terrible as they are, like, I would so be into getting, like, finally getting those late 90s cheesy rom-coms, but like a gay one. Yes. Right? 
I'm so in. We well, need one. There's there are a lot of 90s films that we're going to that we're going to have on should have been gay, so. Yeah, because they all because they all should have been. Oh my god. But like um, 10 things I hate about you. Ugh, I just yes. like there's a reason that girl wasn't dating people. <laughs> Sorry, we're not going to get into it. <laughs> okay. A future episode, we're going to get there. We uh, get my okay, other thing I want to talk about while we're talking about should have been gay and whatever. I just want to take a hot second to mention the very obvious parallels of Duke definitely being into Viola while she is Sebastian Mm -hmm. and how much that parallels Mulan, because I know there's this whole thing right now. They're making a live action remake and they're getting rid of Lee Shang's character and it's a bunch of crap because it's okay, guys. It's okay if you're male lead, your big strapping hunky male lead is kind of into a dude the whole time. Don't be afraid of that. It's okay. Just let it happen. So there you go. It's disappointing for Mulan that they're getting rid of that character, but we'll always have Duke Orsino, you guys. He's totally into Sebastian. We'll always have Duke Orsino. (laughs) I really do love Duke and Viola, so it's like, it's a toss-up. I mean, I like Duke and Viola as Sebastian. Yes. You know? Duke and Sebastian. Yeah. Duke and Viola as Sebastian in some sort of queer scenario relationship. Yes. I don't know why. I just think there's something that's like so adorable when Duke is so clearly into her as Sebastian with that dorky little haircut in her little little suit, like in her little school uniform suit and tie. And he's like still kind of into it. And I, I I love that. I'd also like to say like, mmm. This is going to get weird, but you know they totally role play. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, put the hair back on. Wear this tie. Can you do Sebastian tonight, hon? (laughs) Wear wear the tie like you in the tie. Yes. <laughs> oh god. Uh, that yes. that can be that can be and she's the man too also. Okay. Yes. Guys, we're writing a really excellent movie. If anyone wants to pick this up, I'm just saying we're available. Yeah. I'll turn this into a, a screenplay. It'll be great. Oh my god, amazing. How hard could it be, right? Yeah, right? Right. <laughs> I can totally do it. Oh, well, yes. I do want to shout out the one actually gay person in the movie. Yes. We should do that. Just because there is a gay man Paul and I freaking love him. And then at the end, doesn't him him and one of um Duke's friends have like a little moment or whatever? Oh, do they? Oh, I don't even remember anymore. At the cotillion, they're sitting next to each other and they both like look at each other and smile <laughs> and then gay clap. And you're like, what? Oh, uh, Paul. The the quintessential GBF. Yeah. You know. But I do love Paul. I think he oh, I do he's too. fantastic. I also love, in my mind, I think that Paul is, like, kind of messing with her, giving her that bowl cut, right? Because he's the one who does her makeover. Oh, yeah. And I feel like he's a little bit being like, I gave you a bowl cut. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, uh, you, you're not going to be a hot guy. Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But joke's on him. Duke's still into it. So, hey. Mm -hmm. It's what's on the inside that counts, people. (laughs) Yes, I think that's so much a message of this movie. Yeah, it's a beautiful queer film. Yes. No matter what. It's really toying with like gender roles, gender expression, attraction to gender, you know, like, yeah, oh. it's, there's a lot going on. I I know we have had people, like we've had listeners email us things before on like, I wrote my thesis on this thing and they'll send them to us. If someone has written their thesis on 
gender roles in She's the Man and wants to send it to us, I will 100% eat that shit up. Get it our way. Yes. I honestly didn't realize how much I cared about it until we started talking. <laughs> and then I'm like, wait, this is why I love She's the Man, because it's a queer film. Yeah, I'm going to watch it again. I just, I love this movie. <laughs> it's so good. This is like a go-to, like, feel-good movie for yes. me. I want to wrap this up and say that She's the Man should have been gay, but I feel like it already is. <laughs> uh, okay, She's the Man should have been gayer, but was definitely very queer. Yes. Good? <laughs> Yes. Should have okay. been gayer. There we go. Yeah. I like that. Okay. As a reminder, you can find us at Les Hangout Pod on all the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can send us an email at leshangoutpod at gmail.com if you have other should have been gay ideas, if you have a thesis that you wrote on this movie, stuff like that, send it our way. And if you're enjoying the podcast, you can support us at patreon.com slash leshangout and get access to some fun perks. You can also buy some merch at our store. You can find that at bit.ly slash lesshop. And if you want to support us in a way that's completely free to you, you can listen to us on Radio Public, and that is at bit.ly slash leslisten. And with that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And And let's hang out again soon. Let's hang out. Ow, ow, ow.